You thought I was going to sing, didn't you? <laughs> I can tell by the look on your face. And I think the, I think the listeners also thought I was going to sing there. Unfortunately not. I've been banned from singing. Yeah, Isn't that right, we're Chris? We're not doing cowboy karaoke anymore. No, no, no farmer no karaoke. karaoke. Right, so welcome to the No Holds Barred Witchcraft podcast. And today we're talking about using witchcraft magic and spells and the like to influence your working life. Now, most of us have jobs, <laughs> okay? And th- a lot of people I notice tend to moan a lot about their careers and jobs. There's either some bitch they don't like that they work with, or some bitch they don't like that they work for, or they don't get a promotion, or all of that sort of stuff. There's a lot of people that are stuck in the corporate rat race that don't like their careers but still need money to buy food to put on the table. So, Chris, have you ever used magic to get ahead in the world of, you know, the corporate world or anything like that? If you're asking if I've ever done job spells, then the answer is no. Okay, so that would be spells used to get another job. Yeah, I have done job spells for other people. Okay, so talk a little bit about that then. So, what they want? Well, I just, I know a few people, then obviously one particular, more recently, a member of family last year, he was going through a tough time with, um, you know, a mess up where the company in question was taking uh, COVID as a very good excuse to get rid of certain branches of manager, shall we say. And, um, She's not particular. This particular person is not very good in interviews, so we'd managed to line up an interview. You know, she'd managed to line up some jobs. Uh, she's really, really anxious about it. Hates having to sell herself. She's nigh impossible, capable of selling herself. So okay. what I did was essentially a spell off the cuff um, to allow her to project her best self in the interview. Which she did, and obviously got the job. Okay. Even though there were other obstacles in in the way, in terms of, you know, what was going on, on the naughty side from this company previously. Oh, I see. Okay. Right. So, so there's a lot. There's a lot of stuff to unpack there, because because this this is one of those subjects. I think. I mean, we're calling it boss fix, the episode. But it's really about any form of magic involved with your mundane job. Yeah. Like, we do a lot of magic with our witchcraft job because that's essentially what we're paid to do. Exactly. But there's a lot of ethics that might come into play. And in terms of manifesting things in real life that do have a big impact, I think, on your well-being and your life and other people's lives, this is quite an interesting area. Because... Because the problem is, lots of people who are all of the love and like brigade, um, obviously say, well, obviously, you know, got to do everything nice, got to do everything with love and all that kind of crap. And obviously, that's not possible. Any spe- spell that you are casting to do uh, to make benefit come in your direction is potentially taking that from somewhere else. Because of course, there's only so many opportunities for ev- uh, for every that going around. 
So if you're going, you know, there's, say, 20 people going for that job, there isn't 20 jobs there. There's one job and 20 people going for it. So 19 of those people are going to be disappointed. So if you're doing a new job spell, there is no way of doing that that isn't taking the job from somebody else. Even if you were the one due to get it. Exactly. (laughs) So you're taking a job from 19 other people and then you're going to tell me that that's still love and light. And, you know, uh, you know, at the end of the day, we all have attributes that we are hoping to use in order to get further in life. So if you just happen to be better at somebody else, about breasts. <laughs> um, that's one way to get certain jobs. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> you know, if you you know don't happen to fit the bill in terms of looks, or you don't fit the bill in terms of education, like you know, there are lots of ways that you might not fit the bill for this particular job. The fact you that me, well, I'm looking at you. But um, okay. <laughs> but there might be a case of actually going, well, at the end of the day, one skill that you do have, we hope, is witchcraft. So take it. That is a spell like I might not have the looks <laughs> and I might not have the qualifications, but I do have the witchcraft. So at the end of the day, that's you, are you using your skill to get ahead? So I, I, I get a bit wishy-washy with the whole ethics of it because if you're going for a new job or a new part in life a new car a lottery ticket whatever those spells you're still taking so you know get over your drama and actually you know we can go back to talking about the magic sorry you were about to say something well the thing is i mean i think we're both going to agree a little bit too much on this if you want to do i mean we even sell a new job spell kit if you want to do a new job spell kit i don't think there's that many people that's going to say it's a bad thing however imagine this right (laughs) put yourselves in someone's shoes you're working nine to five what a way to make a living i know oh you still got it in You're, you're barely getting by and you've got this middle management, because there's always middle management in there. They're always the assholes, right? So you've got this middle manager, Karen, we'll call her. Yeah. Yeah. It's all taken and no giving. Yeah. yeah. She just uses your mind and she never gives you credit for any <laughs> of the ideas you thought up. Oh, wow. She just, she just uses you. Yeah. I don't know if it's, it's easy. I don't, know, I don't know if it's easier just to let you sing. Like, it's enough. No, it's enough to drive no, you crazy. Come on, right? finish this it's sentence without quoting Dolly Parton, okay? So, so, I'm paraphrasing Dolly Parton. There's a difference. You're stealing okay? her words. And you said I can sing. You can I? I cannot. A I can't sing, <laughs> and B I can't sing. <laughs> so, this is the only way I can get it out, right? So, Karen, she's a right cow. She's your middle manager. You hate her. How do you deal with that sweat situation? Do you bump her off? Do you give her a promotion? Do you make her come down with some sort of work-related stress that's brought on by uh, eczema or something like that? Or give her psoriasis or something? What do you do? What's the best situation? Just screw her over and a cursor and a hexer? Or do you, you know, amicably move in different directions what would be your approach 
you know what my normal approach is in terms of 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 teaching people through this kill them because i no i don't <laughs> killing is always the last resort but you know or it, unless it's you and them and then that that's you know it's kill or be killed i'm all good for that the um i will always say obviously magic will always move easiest through the path of least resistance so the easiest way to get someone that you want out of their life is to give them an opportunity outside of your life to attract them to it i just find that that is the easiest way to remove somebody it's a lot easier to try and entice it off in another direction than it is to try and trap dig it out and get it shifted so you know what do they say you get get more prey with honey honey than vinegar or something like that anyway the so yeah i would normally go down the entice them to uh disappear off in another direction so a promotion uh, a job closer to home or or you know whatever it would entice that person using that i think is the easiest way to do it I might disagree with you for the purpose of disagreeing with you because <laughs> I think people don't like it when we agree all the time. Okay. So I'm going to give you this one, right? For you or me to do that, that's quite easy, yeah. But if you've got a client and you're trying to help them cast a spell, I can speak to the client and I can say, look, this Karen, your supervisor that works in the shop you work at, she's a right cow. Would you like to put energy into making Karen a move on to a better position in another store? Maybe she wants to go and work for DW Fitness because they were advertising for <laughs> assistant managers and she could get an upgrade to go from a supervisor to an assistant manager and you can stay working here and everyone's happy. Or do you want to take that anger and a venom and hex the shit out of the bitch? Which one do you think my clients go for? Oh, they're your which clients. Which one do you think? Which one do you think? They're your is clients. Easier. So as as they were attracted to you instead of me, then that kind of suggests that they're going to be of that ale, can't they? Oh, what you're trying to say exactly? <laughs> I'm trying to say what you keep saying, which is that I'm the nice one. Which we know isn't true, but you keep trying to push it anyway. <laughs> right. I'm just saying, right, <laughs> that if you've got someone and they'll rattle, I mean, bearing in mind, if it's a little consultation, you'd expect this to be wrapped up in 10 minutes and know exactly what the story is. But this is the sort of person that comes to you and they will go on and on and on about this Karen, this supervisor that they don't want. There's a lot of the venom and anger there. I find it far easier to take that as the energy source for the spell and direct it get the client to direct it because it's very therapeutic for them there's a, very often a lot of bent up rage and frustration mm -hmm. so if you uh, make a little hex in a poppet and that you just got to give them the poppet and i mean it manifests itself you don't need to teach them half of the time <laughs> whereas with all of this kind of a uh, career and that sort of thing i mean a, the person's not really going to want that, let's be fair. They want to screw over the person that they see is screwing them over. 
Um, I suppose that's just my approach personally, but maybe I'm the sort of person that likes to take the approach the client wants to take instead of forcing them to be a nice person. I'm not forcing them to be a nice person. <laughs> I'm saying it's easier. Do you want to waste um, large amounts of energy trying to get somebody to do something you you know in order to punish them? Or do you want the easiest route, which is catapult a fucking opportunity over into the as far as possible away from you that they're going to go running towards? Well, ultimately, of course, because of the way we work, it's up to the client to decide so, what form they would want to take with this. I'm just saying that in said situation, 90% of the time, I think they would side with me and they want to fuck the bitch up. Okay. That's all I'm saying. You're going <laughs> to do... Just because I know what people are like. You're going to be doing a lot of bleeping in this this episode. I can actually just hit the explicit button now, I think, and I won't have to edit any of the swearing <laughs> out. So there's also that. Um... So, okay, so let's let's kick this up a notch. So, obviously, we've talked a little bit about um, screwing over or not screwing over and just having your supervisor that you don't like move on, right? What about if you're working in a position and you want a promotion? How would you go about working that? Because in order for there to be a promotion... Obviously, they're not necessarily advertising because if they were advertising for a position, that would I'd see that more as a new job spell. Yeah. Whereas if you're wanting a promotion, then you're basically wanting them to come up with a job role and give it to you, or sack someone and give them your job. Uh, sorry, give you their job. So how would that work around in terms of the simplest way of manifestation? So say you had a spell and you were a beginner and you didn't really put much effort into how it was going to manifest. You just know, I want a promotion. I want a promotion. How's that going to manifest? Is there someone going to um, fall off the 20th floor out of the window and then there's a <laughs> management in, you know, executive position available or something? What What's going on there? Well, it, it depends, doesn't it? Like me personally, I would probably use my good old fashioned glamorous because that's what I like to do um, until they love me so much that they've got to create a position for me. But that's that's just how I operate. Mm. However, you know, it's a lot it's a lot easier, I suppose, from a crafting point of view, because yeah. decent glamours take work, don't they? They take a certain level of practice that gets a good glamour to work exactly the way that you want it to. People are not used to operating those, are they? So that's not a beginner's spell crafting. Um, whereas actually, if you want a beginner's spell crafting way, you'd probably go with a um, a good old fashioned poppet, put in thoughts in it's thoughts in your manager, like whoever those top people that could make that decision. Uh, putting those thoughts directly into their heads, I think, is probably what you would offer a client. Yeah, you know, I I suppose. I mean, oh, he doesn't it, agree. It depends. It depends on what you're what you're thinking about. Because the the problem is, okay, is it here's a little secret for you corporate bitches out there that, that haven't worked this out yet. 
and I know this from speaking to a lot of people in high level management positions and also from reading that book um, about influencing people and such, you know, that super famous book. How to win friends and influence people, I think. Yeah, that one. Called. If you're incompetent at your job, you're more likely to get promoted than if you are competent. And the reason for that is that if you're really good at your job, your manager wants you in that job. They don't want to give you a promotion. If you are really, really good at stacking those shelves, they want to keep you stacking those shelves. However, if you've got Karen and she's not great at stacking the shelves and that, and she's <laughs> been there a little bit of a while and all of this and that, and you think, well, you know, she's getting on in years. It's really difficult to get rid of her because, you know, she'll pull out this discrimination because she's a woman type crap. And we can't really get the unions involved. I know what we'll do. We'll just promote her. We'll just put her in a supervisor's position. If you've ever sat and wondered why so many middle managers are completely inept and incompetent, it's probably that reason that they've been promoted because it's easier than getting rid of them. Everyone knows that the worker bees do the work. The supervisor bees, they're not really that important. <laughs> So if you've got a good worker bee, you want to keep them in a worker bee position. But if you've got a bad worker bee, if they're bad enough to get rid of, get rid of them. But a lot of the time they will go up the next rung of the ladder. So they're not actually in charge of doing the work and they're not actually in charge of anything with any actual power that could mean <laughs> they do anything. So they get shoved in these supervisor positions. Which is, is is something that I see time and time again, and people complain about it over and over and over again. Um, so there we go. I don't know where I'm going with that. Well, you but... were going against the fact that I was suggesting <laughs> um, putting the idea in, in a boss's head, and you just decided that actually be shit at your job is a much better... <laughs> ah, is it's, is it's, a much it's... better tactic, is pretty much what I think you just said. There, there are people that are really incompetent of their, at their jobs. I mean, you'll find a lot of these in the public sector, but there are a lot of people that are really crap at their jobs and they either stay in their position or get or get promoted. Some of it's because they've got what they call the gift of the gab and they can just talk their way through anything. They come across good in interviews. And I think that's where glamour magic might come in. Glamour magic's great for the boardroom, I think. Um, but in terms of getting managers and stuff like that, you're literally talking about having someone think the shine, sun shines out your ass, essentially, whether it does or doesn't. Now, I did create a little bit of sun shines out your ass oil because I was uh, coming up with some hoodoo formulary type things for some stuff that we've got to release for the website. And I put a little bit of this to the test. Now, I can't talk about it on the public podcast but on the patreon edition of the podcast i'll talk a little bit about how i used it um i can't name any any names but it was a big thing and it was one of those the cases i really had to think long and hard about it but there ain't no way i'm i'm gonna be admitting to what i did on the public edition of the podcast <laughs> so before we go because we only got about 10 minutes left um, 
Well, you got dreams and you know they matter. Be your own boss and climb your own ladder. So what about the <laughs> self-employed, right? <laughs> I was the self-employed, still am technically self-employed, our self-employed witches, because we pay taxes and stuff. <laughs> um, not much, but we pay taxes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you're self-employed, because this is something that I find all of these boss fixed spell kits and all of this kind of, uh, you know, new job spells and all that sort of thing. Don't take into have you consideration. Ever had a, have you ever had a client come to you that's purchased a new job spell kit or wanted a new job spell and they've applied it to winning a new contract? Say they're a plumber or something and they want a big contract. Well, there's a job. It's a new job, isn't it, technically? Yeah. You don't see a lot of that. What you tend to see no. is people equating it to, well, I want to go from PAYE for our American friends. That's your kind of uh, package pink, where you're working for a pink company, slip. you know? Yeah, pink slip. To, you know, PAYE pink slip for another company, another job. But the self-employed, I mean, they've got less security a lot of the time. So sun shines out your ass oil. And all that sort of thing, glamour magic and that, that would be great for plumbers and stuff. Um, but also, they don't necessarily have bosses because their customers are the bosses, aren't they? Yeah. So, you know, new job work in that. What would you suggest for someone that has their own business? What would they want to do? Would that be more glamour magic? Because that's more broad, isn't it? You've not got a specific Yeah, it's like more broad. Right. You want in you want in more to you want in the advertising, aren't you? But but you're wanting to attract the right kind of work. So what yeah. you want what you want in is to find the right clients, not necessarily any client. Easy so, to please that want to spend a ridiculous amount. Yeah, money. those are the ones you want in, aren't you? You're not going to want lots and lots of jobs that you can't actually get done, uh, and don't pay or or those are the problems that you have, or lots and lots of jobs that they want you to um, aim low on the cost, and then they turn out there's got massive problems and cost you three times what it should have cost you to do it, and you'll make a loss. You're wanting those kind of Goldilocks jobs, aren't you? The ones that are, uh, you know, easy, good payers, um, mm. regular income. So what do they do? Make a fucking charm bag or something. Well, you probably could, but no, you'd want something a bit bigger than that. You'd want, um, I'd probably want some kind of, I suppose it's an expansion of a, a jar spell, but it's kind of like, um, like the, you know, a jar or a vase or something like that. That's it. The, entrance of wherever your study is that is pulling in some serious some serious moolah and then i'd be putting every time you get that next job in i would then be putting one of the receipts or the the pennies left over from the car journey or whatever in that jar and just as a kind of more of a money magic uh -huh. spell i think i'd probably do so, so if you if you took your best client yeah, the ones that you liked the most, the ones that are paid the best, and all that sort of thing, and put representatives of their job 
So if you're a plumber yeah. and you had a nice old couple that paid on time and made you a cup of tea every time you visited, you might take, uh, you know, something that represents that job you did and put that in. Yeah. So you'd only put the positive jobs in and you yeah. want to grow that. So you've got more of that kind of positive kind of things. It's like when a Facebook do all the marketing and that and you've got similar customers or similar yeah. profiles yeah, yeah. where we can select like oh well here's sally she spends a ridiculous amount of money on crystals go out facebook and find me a load of other sallies and i'll yeah. pay you a paint and you put this advert in front of their eyes when she's a scrolling through her work break exactly that sort of that's what you want okay that's what you yeah. want and so we you know like it is just a grown-up version of a jar spell essentially but it would be you'd want something, to, some kind of vessel collecting them. And then obviously you keep feeding it every time you get one of those clients come in through the door, you feed it with something from them each time. Mm. And you just let it keep building and building until you, you know, it's the uh, the big, big pot of gold at the end of the rainbow situation. OK, so. There are a lot of disputes and things like that within um, communities, but within working environments and work groups. Some of the more serious ones, of course, often involve discrimination. Mm -hmm. So if you've got someone that's being discriminated against, how would you solve that from in terms of if they've come to you and said, look, I'm being discriminated because I have a ginger hair and my boss, he hates gingers. Yeah. I'm saying that one because I think I can get away with saying that. Whereas <laughs> other things I know I can. Right. So imagine you've got that. And okay. what would you do then? Because there, that that's really difficult. Because if it was something that everyone thinks, oh, you know, that's, that's, that's a terrible, that's a disgusting thing, like racism or something like that. Yeah. You could do a spell of transparency and just shine light on it and everyone would, would turn in that direction. Disgusting. Yeah. And everyone would say, oh, you managers or that manager there, how dare you be discriminating about this against this person, you know, on the grounds of race and that. But something that's a little bit more subtle that takes a slightly less, you know, it's going to be a little bit more complicated because a lot of people, ginger people, are discriminated against. <laughs> and a lot of people will just laugh like you're doing now, Chris. <laughs> and they'll be like, oh, you know, okay, if this was someone seriously being discriminated, but they only just hate you because you're ginger and have no soul. I mean, come on. I mean, that's not real discrimination. But it's really affecting the person. And yeah. it is discrimination. It is discrimination. I mean, I know you laugh, but how, what approach would, should we take there then? Because if you do your spell of transparency, no one's going to give a No shit. one's going to care, are they? Because they don't see it as a major problem. Well, the first question for me, and I know that's a bit of a cop-out, is do you really want to be there? Because that's my first question whenever somebody goes, you know, they're all so mean to me. Like, well, why are you here then? Like, because uh, I don't, okay. I'm not very good so, with the old, well, I just, I work as hard as everybody else and I deserve. I don't, yeah. are you happy? Or is that just a symptom of the fact you're not happy here? In which case, we'll be finding you a new job somewhere else. Or is it a case of, no, actually, I'm really good at this job. I love this job. It's just this manager. Because that's different. 
Right, so you're weighing up basically the approach of is it easier for me to go to a nice environment? Yeah, where I'm not going to receive that, or am I trying to change change the environment that you're actually in? So what helps you make that decision? Is it literally a case of how rotten the environment you're in is? Yeah, I think, and I think it's personal okay. for the client. You know, if the client thinks, oh, okay, well, if this one person disappeared or this one thing changed or this, uh, you know, small group of things changed, the environment would be better and I would be happier, then you fix the problems. But if you're mm-hmm. saying to me, actually... I've only stuck around at this job because I feel that's all I'm worth and this is being reinforced by this nasty manager, then you probably just need to move you into an environment that you will actually enjoy and and grow in. Um, So it really depends on what kind of spell work you're doing. Me personally, I probably wouldn't even use magic at all. I'd just find some dirt on him and then, you know, blackmail him until he goes. But you know what I mean? Yeah, but but blackmail's illegal. Blackmail's illegal, whereas they're doing the magic it's thanks to the rules. Like anything, the you're only, it's only illegal you if you're that. caught. Oh, no, Chris, now we're going into some pretty <laughs> nasty stuff. You're supposed to say this sort of stuff on the Patreon, <laughs> not on the public bit. We've still got a minute left. So in the last minute, then, I'd be thinking in terms of the approach that people want to stand their ground. Because that's the thing. A lot of people will say, well, no. I'm ginger, I should be proud of being a ginger, heaven knows why, but I should be proud of being ginger. I shouldn't go running with my child between my legs to another job. I should stand my ground and those people that are discriminating against me should be taught a lesson on principle. (laughs) Sorry. We're out of time for the regular podcast, (laughs) but I tell you what, we'll continue this week with the Patreon Extended Edition. Bye, everyone. (laughs) Right, we're on the Patreon, so you can be a little bit nastier about the gingers, because we all know you hate them. I don't hate the gingers, uh, mainly because most of the ginger men I've ever been with have been hung like horses, but that's about the only, you know, forgiving feature that they've got. But you just kind of... (laughs) Did you just listen to yourself, man? Yeah, I did. So basically, basically, (laughs) what Chris is saying is that... If you are a ginger man and you don't have a large penis, you have nothing going for you. Because <laughs> there'll be a lot of ginger men out there with little penises. Oh, I, don't, I don't think there is. I don't think there is. <laughs> oh, no, no, there are. <laughs> oh, well, clearly only the hung ones find me then. The uh... Is that something to do no. with your glamour See, spells, I quite... your, your, your nah. uh, job acquisition magic or your attraction <laughs> spells and such as it is basically your charm bag <laughs> only attracts men with large dongs <laughs> possibly possibly i think there's years and years of magic going on there no don't be rude you know i quite like gingers but that's only because they've got no soul i quite like that about them <laughs> right okay so now we're starting to be discriminatory yes well that's what you wanted to happen so, so you got what you rude. wanted well, anyway, to save ourselves from this now, because I'm about to do something really, really bad. <laughs> OK, well, before you do that, before you do that, I, I should probably finish my point before, shouldn't I? Yes, do that. So you've, with those situations, you've got that kind of thought of, yes, you can either stay principled and do something about it and change that. 
It doesn't mean it's going to necessarily be easier. The question is whether or not you want the easy option or if you want the harder option. The harder option is going to be changing an environment. That is always, regardless of what kind of discrimination it is regarding changing a culture in any kind of job environment is always difficult. That's whether that's the hierarchy of the job where they, you know, only certain people get hired or there is no growth or whatever. Whatever culture is there, if you're planning on changing the culture, you better be finding a lot of powerful energy in order to power the spells that you're expecting to go and do there. Um, the question is whether or not you care enough to stick around and fix the problem or if actually this is a selfish thing of actually, do you know what? I just don't want to be here anymore. Let's go somewhere else where I, I know I'll be happier. And you just got to make that choice because at the end of the day, there's nothing about the universe that says anything's got to be just. So, um, you know, <laughs> well, the, new the end of the would disagree. You know what I mean? Like, I mean? What about this karma thing? You know what I mean? Like, I, you know how I feel about <laughs> that. So we don't need to drag that dead horse a bit more. But, you know, it's is you are assuming that there is a right and a wrong way to do anything. If, you know, bearing in mind, if that was how the universe worked, we would both probably be earthworms or what other cockroaches? There are some that would say in our next life we will end up being that slugs or snails or our puppy dog's tails or yeah. something like that. I've been that. doing this for too many lifetimes for that to be a... a a sound answer this is this is true and maybe you're maybe you're saving all of those bad karma points up to being something really really bad oh do i win a like big a prize do i win a big prize <laughs> you win a big prize <gasps> i win a big prize i can't wait um <laughs> so, so yeah is that kind of if you think it is about social justice then fine you go down that route if you actually think okay i know it's wrong um, that I'm being treated this way, but I know I can't fix the situation or I don't have the energy to fix the situation, then the option is to move on somewhere else. However, if you wanted to stick around and fix it, then there are lots of ways you could do it. With something where it's a culture problem, you've not got to fix one person's mind. You've got to fix next to everybody that is influential in that entire space. So I'm not saying it's not possible, I'm just saying that there is a lot of work to be done. That isn't one little jar spell or a or a little charm bag that is going to fix that problem. But if you want to put enough energy into fixing a massive, massive stack of cards like that, then all the power to you. What I'm saying is, in terms of energy for yourself required, it would be easier to move yourself on to another job where you would be happier. You'd be happier quicker is what I'm saying. It really depends on what matters to you. But there you go. I finished my little my little so social justice okay. one. Your turn. So, so I'm just thinking there might be people that have done this. So they've done a new job spell because they're being discriminated because they're ginger. Mm -hmm. And they've gone to another place and they're then 
it starts up and up and up and again. And then they think, I'm going to do another spell and go to another place and then another place. They're doing the new job spells, but they're still getting bullied and harassed everywhere. Mm-hmm. Now, they could just be a complete asshole and being ginger has nothing, to, has do nothing to do with the problem. Or it could be that their spell's not effective in that they're mm-hmm. not going for a job. It's not finding the opportunity. Not the job where I'm not being discriminated against. Yeah. So we've got to be very, very careful with spellcrafting because things can manifest in many ways. And one of the most dangerous ways for things to manifest is to manifest almost correctly. Yeah. Yeah. Which is what you're doing there. You're getting your new job, but the reason for getting the new job was that you're getting harassed and bullied and you've just ended up in another job where you're being harassed and bullied. Yeah. So... There we go. Um, okay, I suppose I should share my little story that I probably hear nothing but bad things about. That's fine. So, we talked about abortions the other week, so I'm sure we'll be fine. Carry on. This is worse than abortions. I'm not too sure how much information to reveal, but I'm sure oh, we'll okay. know a little bit about this one. So, let's talk about not workplace bullying, but let's talk about the grievance procedure. More specifically, let's actually talk about getting sacked. Because that's what a lot of people are scared of, aren't they? They won't speak up because their manager will get angry and sack them for defending other people. They better do their job or they'll get sacked. Being sacked has a lot of connotations to it. It's a quite a scary thing for a lot of people. Yeah. Not only do you lose the money in the climate that we're at at the moment with the COVID and that, then yeah. that could be super dangerous. But also you've got the stress of, you know, having a record essentially and leaving and someone saying, well, what have you been doing for the past 12 years since you've been it? Waitrose, where, where have you been? And you can't say, well, I've been at the last employment where I got sacked for gross misconduct or something like that. Yeah. So say you've got someone that was sacked for something terrible, like racism, yeah? <laughs> gross misconduct. Yeah. What would you do? It's not you, it's a client. What would you do? They said, look, Chris, I've got to be honest. I was uh, sacked because I was a racist and I need you to use your magic and help me fix this situation. There's a lot of ethics. There's a lot of magical work in there to unpack options. But what goes through your mind? Well, what goes through my mind is I'm not likely to do the work for them. Uh, Again, this comes down to the, um, the Hitler conversations that we often have isn't it where it's case so i don't have any problem uh you know teaching someone how to magically ge- cause genocide but if we're talking academically speaking uh to uh, quote the harry potters uh, this is all academic isn't it <laughs> is is the fact that i'm more than happy to give you the answer academically speaking whether or not i'm actually going to do it for you is a different matter it really would depend on what they've actually done. So, yeah, I might be a little bit PC. And if it was about racism um, and they are actually a Nazi racist, then I don't know if I'd be like inclined to help them. 
Um, but they've come to you when you don't turn people away. If someone came up to you in an event and said, or booked a consultation, say through the website, through the uh, through the website where you can book consultations if you want us to help you yeah. with similar such things. I'll talk them through they, it. They, I just said I'll talk they them through paid it. The monies and such, and they said, "Look, Chris, I've done this thing." I may regret it, I may not regret it, either way it doesn't matter, but now I need you to make it go away. How do you, what, what approach would you take? Would you say, that's fine, I'll help you, or would you literally say, no, go away? You know I wouldn't say no, go away, but I didn't say that anyway. Okay. I would talk so, your way through the process because you've paid for my time. Um, what you okay. haven't paid for is for me to do the job for you. Okay. Right. That is very so, different. So what does the com where's the comparison there? Say you had someone that you could sympathize with. Say it was someone that came to you who was a victim of some kind of racist thing and they want to go and fix that with magic. Mm -hmm. Maybe it was someone that was a racist and they want to get away with it using magic. Does your ethics mean that you might give one of those people a better service than others? So would one of those people get like the gold standard of here you go, here's a couple of extra tidbits of knowledge or here I'll help you start this bit versus the racist person? How would that work? It depends on how personal it was, wouldn't it? If you feel like you've got something where you could really, really sympathise with the person, then you're probably likely to make that easier to achieve aren't you um at the end of the day they're, they're still going to get gold standard because i can't help but tell you how to fix something um it's just you're like the crazy mad scientist it's just invented it's just one of those flaws i've got where i just i'll have to think the problem through um because mm. i like the i like the problem and solving and that's the problem i does like to i does like to solve a puzzle um but yeah, I think there will be certain triggers. Um, I'm not going to, I wouldn't say necessarily racism was one of them. Unfair treatment, um, where they've, this per, a person has come to harm because of it. Um, and it's not in any way, shape or form their fault is probably mm -hmm. the only way that I would get involved. And I think that's what it comes down to when someone if it really wasn't their fault, like they've done nothing to to make that action happen in any way. Because some people are very principled and the actual process of them being principled has made this worse for them, as opposed to necessarily, you know, just being the wrong shade of green um, is not going to necessarily mean that you're going to get, you know, that it's going to give you any particular extra support but yeah i think you can't help but be biased everybody is biased one way or another i just don't i'm not entirely sure off the top of my head what would get you that better service do you know what i mean like mm. I, I think it is individual and if you genuinely felt okay this this person has been really messed with and screwed over i think there's a part of you that kind of goes Okay, let's start from the beginning. And I'm that's more likely for me for me is not gonna be I give them a better deal. It's probably I'll spend more time on it. I think that's probably the difference. 
Okay, so, so I'm a little bit, because you know I'm a bit of a sociopath, I'm a little bit more like Dr. House. The more exciting the puzzle, the more I'll spend on it. But if it's a boring puzzle, I'm not interested. So the morals and ethics has nothing to do with it. If you present me with an exciting enough and interesting or complex challenge. enough case or challenge, I'm inclined to just sit there and give you a really, really, really good plan. Okay. Um, but most of the time, I don't tend to do the work for other people. No, I rarely do that. Because we teach. Now, there is such an instance where I have kind of done the work for someone. I've done a large part of the work, and okay. it did involve a case like this. So, But wasn't that R&D, though, for you, though? That's how I got away with it, yes. <laughs> uh, so I'll explain with what, what, what I okay, go on. did. Okay, so I had a client who's a former client come to me, so someone that I, I've worked, I've helped assist them with something before said client was sacked due to gross misconduct and this wasn't like an investigation she wasn't in the middle of an investigation she went through all of that she admitted to having said something racist yeah she didn't mean it to come across as racist but she's from an era where you say certain words that you used to be able to say back then and you can't say anymore yeah so she was sacked because she'd admitted that she'd said something racist and she'd said it and there were witnesses. She then comes to me and says, Liam, Liam, make this all go away. <laughs> and I said, right, so you want me, you've been sacked due to gross misconduct. You want me to wave me magic wand? Not that I have a magic wand. Well, I kind of do, but not that kind of magic wand. <laughs> you want me to wave something about? <laughs> Which could end up getting me into trouble if you think about it. Wave Depends how publicly about. you're doing it, I guess. I suppose all of the good spells should be done in private, but this is one you can do sky cut. Works better if you don't. Um, anyway, so, yeah, so basically she said, I need you to fix this problem. Now, I know that she's a super beginner she has done magic before but i know she wasn't up to the task of doing this no she wouldn't have been able to do it on her own you're talking about not only reinstating someone that has done something illegal but also has admitted to doing it on record right yeah. so i said to her Think about what would need to happen for this to be overturned and to you to be instated. And then we'll break those things down. I also said and was interested from a personal perspective, and it wasn't necessarily probing into trying to fix a problem, but it was a personal thing as to why she said the thing she said. Yeah. And I was interested because I'm interested in people's politics and perspectives and things like that. Psychology. With one's... Yeah, particularly with ones that I don't agree with. I listen to more people that I disagree with than people I do agree with. Yeah, it's more, more interesting interested. to me. I hate echo chambers. Uh, yeah, there's nothing Which worse. is why I always try and stir the pot. You may have noticed, listeners. Um, <laughs> so anyway, so she said, well, I said the thing. I didn't mean it to come across the way it was. I understand now that I said that thing and it was racist. However... For the past year or two, the, the said managers in there, three of them, have been trying to get rid of me. They don't like me. I made this one mistake and they've used, used it, it against, against me. Yeah. 
So I said, oh, okay, this is really difficult. So what I did there is I did this thing that witches do called a divination, <laughs> because also like Dr. House from House MD, that TV show, Hugh Laurie, I don't trust anything clients say. <laughs> I think they're all a bunch of liars. So I decided to do a little bit of research in to see what was actually happening. So I used, you know, some people use a tarot, some people use a pendulum, that sort of thing. So I did my methods for finding out what was going on. And I found something quite interesting in that what I thought was she's just trying to blame it on someone else because she's an asshole. She was right. They were out to get her, and I saw that they were out to get her. And actually, although she's a rude lady, yeah, she wasn't. She was being portrayed as something she wasn't actually. I mean, she doesn't have any issues with certain, you know, any races or anything like that. She's not really a racist. She just says rude things because yeah. she doesn't think. So I thought, okay, I'm perfectly happy to help you. I'd have been happy to help you anyway, but I'm going to give you a little extra. So because we generally have the policy of helping people help themselves and not doing everything for them, I had to fix the problem of she's not capable of crafting a spell that's this complex. No. And she's certainly not capable of pulling the appropriate energies into making this happen. So what I decided to do is because we're doing a little bit of research and development and developing products at the moment, for a certain Fanny Cranach line, as well as Hoodoo lines and other things. I thought, this would make the perfect experiment. You've got a person that wants an off-the-shop spell, spell kit, magical ingredients, whatever, that needs to be able to fix a big problem, but it needs to be something that can be fixed from an off-the-shelf spell. So I thought, how can I formulate something that would fix this big problem? Because it's beyond the ability of a lot of witches, I think. To, yeah, to fix there's this too many factors. Problem. There's too many factors. You've got the fact that she's broken the law. You've got the fact she's agreed that she admits she's broken the law. You've got the fact that this is a super lefty company and that they'll get rid of you with, you know, the slightest tinge to your reputation, whatever. So I thought... I'm gonna make my sunshine that uh, sunshine like my ass oil, and I'm gonna give it to her, and I'm gonna make her everyone look at her and think that she's innocent and amazingly perfect. So I gave her this oil, and I gave her instructions on how to use it. She went through the appeals process, and do you know what? The two people that sat on the appeals panel looked at her and they actually admitted that they don't know why but they know she's right they know she's not bad they know she's made a mistake and that they can't help but feel as if she's been wronged they launched a full investigation into this <laughs> and they weren't able to prove that she was being bullied although there was evidence to support it but they weren't able to prove it enough so what does she do next? She comes back to me and she says, well, things are swaying in my favour. They say they believe me and all that, but I need something else. So I said, look, we can do a little bit of a transparency spell or something like that. Or we can just, uh, you know, 
screw over the people that are involved what would you rather do i'd prefer the transparency route because it shines light on the situation and if you're right and all that sort of thing then that will help in your situation as it turns out she don't much like the free managers that involved so she said no i don't want that one we'll screw them over so i sold her a couple of your folksy puppets <laughs> And we put said foxy puppets, I explained on how to consecrate them, because she was going through a very distraught time, and all that distraught fear and anger she channeled into the consecration of these puppets with the faces of the people that wronged her. One of them she put in a rather putrid uh, pond in a garden uh, of a certain manager. Funnily enough, the immersion tank in said manager's house burst over Christmas and flooded the entire building. She had to take time off work. Couldn't attend any of the disciplinary meetings or give any evidence. <laughs> the second person we posted to Timbuktu <laughs> because of her Aristocrats. Matt just wrote Timbuktu, stuck it in the post box, didn't put a stamp on it or anything like that. It's probably in some royal mail thing which, you know, undelivered post or something, but the thought process was getting away. <laughs> That manager is instantly being forced to relocate to a different store. Interesting. <laughs> different area manager, too far away, not really getting involved with this situation. The last one, I did say, look, you really do need to work some transparency and such in what's going on here. So I said, just for the likes of it, this was the person that... She didn't really, she kind of disliked the person that was in, not so much the ringleader in all of this, but they certainly didn't help the situation. I said, okay, just do the transparency spell or something like that. You know, don't hex them, don't cause them any sort of pain. Did a transparency spell. What's happened to this person? Being investigated and having to be forced to a different area, uh, different work premises, because they're having an affair with a subordinate. <laughs> Another person whose now statement has been thrown out because they cannot be trusted <laughs> and such, which left with two written statements and a bunch of stuff that had to be thrown out. So with the two written statements that were left, one of the written statements was by someone that... Um, technically wasn't there at the time and lied so we did a little bit of her magical things on there that one up foxy thing that was something of her own design i just uh, may have sold a bit of the hex hell's fury hexing powder <laughs> and said persons didn't have a good couple of days anyway and decided that the whole process was a little bit too stressful to be given evidence in so it's decided to take a leave of absence from work, um, which in the end there meant that, yes, the uh, decision to reinstate my client, <laughs> I sound like a solicitor now, I sound like a lawyer now, don't I? The decision <laughs> was, was taken to reinstate my client with full pay and backdated pay and move said person to a premises, a different, it was uh, some of the works in a shop, same work, you know, same company, work, move them to a shop, which happens to be a fancier, newer, nicer one. <laughs> so not only did they get an upgrade on their previous job and job role, but they had all of that thrown out. All of that came from free foxy puppets 
and some sun shines out my ass oil and the appropriate plan prior planning prevents piss poor performance <laughs> that's where a lot of people go wrong i supplied the plan she bought the oil nothing she used she couldn't have just got from online so i didn't you know i didn't yeah. create a special spell for her no. or anything like that and empower it myself i just said here's the ingredients for a spell this is how you use them go away and use them and she of course asked questions about how do i do this how would this work bloody blood blah, blah, blah. and i just answered the questions so that's quite a big undertaking for a mundane essentially someone that's yeah a beginner used to magic yeah and they managed to do it and it's not just because there's a lot of power in some of the ingredients that we put in some of these products. Like you said, it's down to planning. Products. It's down to planning. Yeah, it is. Understanding it is. exactly how it's going to manifest, how mm. you need it to work and have, you know, and sticking to the plan the whole way through. I think I think a lot it can be said for conviction, you know, actually having the courage to just push your way through and go and uh, you know too many people get halfway through a spell um manifest manifesting and then you know chicken out or they you know whereas i think the biggest part of that story is that she knew exactly what she wanted and how she wanted it mm -hmm. to come out and actually all that she was asking asking you for was guidance on at what point to light this and what point to do that so at which point you know the act the the hardest part for people to get right is that kind of commitment and the willpower and and the actual courage to you know stick to your guns the whole way through because that's where most people you know fall apart is they can't maintain that you know they second guess themselves the whole time and they just you know let it flop mm. Well, there was a lot. There was a lot of anger throughout this from her, and anger is a powerful emotion and it can be directed. Now, with the puppets, I explained when they're consecrated, that's an open link. You can continue to work them. So, whenever she starts getting angry, she just picks the puppet up. The yeah. problem with these single-use spells is this is a candle or something like that. She's yeah. trying to muster all that energy into building. And filling that candle up with the uh, enough energy to manifest what she wants. But actually, spells like this with the puppets, she can pick them up and put them down. Yeah. If she feels like she's a little depleted and a little tired, she just puts the puppets away. Yeah. But she builds it and she can do it in her own time. You know, that that's something that is really important for beginners. These ongoing spells, I think they get on better with. Because I find that they're often not capable enough of raising the amount of energy that's required to get a lot of the stuff that they want to be done. So breaking it down into small sections, yeah. like that spell was really multiple spells. You've got three spells in that there's three different puppets. Yep. So three different people were trying to affect. We didn't put that into one giant hex, a hex for three people. It was three individual workings yep. that she continued with when she felt rage for one specific person after reading their statement she'd pick up that person's doll and work with that and then you've also got the sun shines out your ass oil um 
And that's, yes, that's charged. It's not charged with my energy, but it's charged with the ingredients. But I got her to bond with it and to develop a relationship with some, not all of the ingredients in it, but some of the ingredients. It was a strong enough connection to make it, to make it yeah. work for her. Because a lot of the time when you get these uh, oils and powders and stuff, you think, oh, I just add it in and I don't need to bond or activate. Yeah, but yeah. actually, you should be thinking of it as... Well, this is a myriad of different things, and I need to get a grasp on exactly what the individual things do and feel out for the modes and the different ways, kind of like a Swiss Army knife, how I want to use this. And she really got to that. Um, but there we go. I think we're out of time for the extended edition. So goodbye, everyone. <laughs>